All right. Welcome to True Patriot Podcast, episode 47. It's happening, Jake. Oh, you know, back <laughs> at it. You're on your own this weekend. I am. My wife left me. Not for, <laughs> not for good. Uh, she took a little trip with uh, all the women <laughs> in my family. Um, they went up to Lake Erie. Uh, so I am home Man. with two of my kids. Um, my in-laws decided that they wanted to do a, uh, a Henry date this weekend. Uh. So they came and picked Henry up and, uh, they've been spoiling the hell out of him the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> so I got, I still have Gary and I got the baby. So we're, we're hanging out. We're surviving. We went on a nice little walk today. We went to the park and played, uh, played some baseball, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Not yeah. too bad. So when's she coming back? I, when your wife leaves, it just feels like an eternity that, that they're gone. <laughs> it's like time stops. <laughs> yeah, she she'll be back. To, she'll be back tomorrow. I hope <laughs> you'll be texting her like, "Where are you? Where are you now?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I bet Henry's loving that. Um, oh my goodness, individual. He's the middle child. Yep. Get, but he gets to be feel like the only child for a little while. It's, I bet he's loving it. Yep. Yep. They said they, uh, they took him to the mall and they were going to do some, uh, some like splash, like where you throw paint around and stuff in this room. <laughs> Just but, what he needs. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. Um, but it wasn't open. So they played putt putt and they played on the, uh, on the little indoor jungle gym there at the mall um for a couple hours then they took him to see the movie uh that new disney movie what's that and uh elemental it's where oh. the, like, the main character is like a little fire lady you know she makes friends with the little water guy you know uh, i i missed that one but my wife took the girls to see it uh i, I kind of missed out and i'm not yeah. i'm not too sad about it <laughs> <laughs> well I'll, I'll check it out when it gets on streaming but uh yeah. yeah so he she said he fell asleep during the previews and he woke <laughs> up with 15 minutes left <laughs> because he was so wore out from playing all day <laughs> <laughs> the old ten dollar nap trick <laughs> yep <laughs> you got it that's not so bad though no well hey i you know i'm sure it's an all right movie most disney movies are pretty good I mean, mm-hmm. I know they catch a lot of flack for some of the crap they do, but yeah. I don't know. I think they've done a, they're just pretty good at making movies. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they've been at it for That's a while. Been so long. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of have it figured out, I guess. Hey, actually, I'm repping Disney right now. Look. Oh, hey, there you, you go. See, it very good. see that guy? Yep. You know that guy? I do know that guy. I've seen him before. Donald Duck. Mr. Donald. <laughs> My week is more of the same, like that puppy's just terrorizing our family. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of my like yeah. stories. I've been <laughs> every day, man. <laughs> every day. Every day is a battle. And so she just keeps tearing up. She actually didn't do it today. It's like every other day. It's like she remembers yeah. a punishment for one day and she just reverts back. She forgets what happens when she digs she loves to dig out my landscaping and 
throw it all on my sidewalk. And then when I get right. when I get home at the end of the day, I just gotta do that. So <laughs> my like routine when I get home is I get home from work, I see JoJo's dug out all the dirt from my landscaping onto my sidewalk. I have to first thing I do is I leaf blow it off. I get the the fines out of the way, then I shovel it because <laughs> she's it's usually <laughs> about an inch thick of mud and wet dirt that can't be blown with a leaf blower. Then I so I shovel it, then I hose it off every day. And I <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> she's jealous because you get to go do that all day at work, moving yeah. dirt around, and she's like, I just want to be like dad. I yeah, it doesn't take very long. It's like one of those new rituals that I've adopted. It's like <laughs> I kind of I kind of can get it done real fast now. I have a system, but uh, she did well. We have the we have a back porch. We actually set a baby gate up to keep her off of it, so she can't mm-hmm. hang out there. Mm-hmm. Well, we forgot to shut the gate. We always let her out the front door in the morning. Anyways, she we left the back gate open. I think it was mm-hmm. yesterday. So she had full, uh, well, it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So she got onto the back porch, tore all of our uh, freaking pillows and stuff. We have outdoor mm. furniture back there. She tore them all up, shredded them, and mm. took two shits on my back porch. <laughs> <laughs> Just for good measure. I, I didn't post the <laughs> shit. That's bonus content. But dude, she went ham back there and i was like oh my gosh so i need new cushions for all my outdoor furniture it was a disaster disaster dude well i'm sure jess will like picking them out maybe she's you know maybe jess left it open intentionally so that she (laughs) could uh she could get new patio furniture well cushions for it yeah, I know. I'm so. Well, I'm sure she might. So probably just now that the cushions are mostly gone. There's like two that have survived and just chilling. Yeah, like, I'm sure the the next time we forget to shut the gate, the furniture is just gonna be completely <laughs> wrecked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Jet, you're right. We moved here, so. Oh man, I just got a internet connection unstable. Yeah, you just uh, cut out there for a minute. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we let some fireworks off uh, last night. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Our July Fourth celebration got cut short because yeah. the, a big, uh, huge, awful rainstorm rolled in. When we tried yeah. to let them off the first time, so it was a makeup date. So that was fun. You guys had to you guys had to reschedule that a couple times, haven't you? Just once. But we had like yeah. twenty five twenty five hundred dollars worth of uh fireworks and yeah, you know it's a good show. Which I am not part of the lighting committee, unlike you. Uh, like, yeah. You it, gotta be on that lighting committee. Dude, it's like pure mayhem over there. it does not look fun. Who, and so who is the lighting committee? It's Slade, Cole, oh, yes. and Brock. Enough said. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's mayhem. <laughs> oh gosh, but they do a good job. They get them off quick. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but it's like there's so much going on over there. 
yeah, like one wrong step and you're getting hit with the your your head's getting taken off over there. They had a couple yeah. that went to the lake. They, I, I saw a couple like scare like ones that went awry, but um, yeah, it's nice you got it's nice you guys have the lake for them to go into. You know, we just have a big open yeah. field. <laughs> well, we're so poor that you know <laughs> just gotta <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> just gotta deal with what we got, you know. Yeah, <laughs> play the hand you're dealt. I'm never gonna f- let 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 that episode down now. <laughs> no, nope, <laughs> never. Well, did you see any Patriots this week, or what? Yeah, yeah. My Patriot of the week uh, this week is Ted Cruz. Uh, wow. Ted Cruz and I uh, don't always see eye to eye, but I think this is a this is a pretty good bill that he's passing through here. Uh, he's introduced and he's been uh, trying to get support for the Smart Device Act this week. Um, and what this bill will do is require uh, the Federal Trade Commission to uh, mandate every manufacturer of smart devices. Uh, you, you know, even refrigerators and washer dryers, if you have any sort of smart device, they will have to tell you if there is a device in there capable of recording audio or video. That way, you know that you're being spied on. <laughs> just, just, a, just if it's capable of that. Just if it's capable of it. Now, it's up to, it's up to you to know that if it's capable of doing it, then they're probably going to they have the ability to spy on you right whether they're going to or not is up to them Uh, it's up to whether you trust these giant corporations that manufacture this equipment or not yeah Um, but chances are yeah they they can (laughs) right yeah so they he claims in this bill that um you know most most people don't realize that they're They've got smart washers, dryers, uh, refrigerators, even air fryers um, <laughs> that yeah that have that have recording capability. I didn't know that there were air fryers or washer dryers out there that had recording capability. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all made in China, and you know, China's been spying on us. You know, we have freaking spy balloons flying across <laughs> our country, right? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't think. Yeah, but if if they've got our refrigerators, what do they need spy balloons for? Well, because what the heck are they going to find out? I mean, unless I'm sure they they're they're probably the White House is probably plumb full of spying equipment. But oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that is crazy. That that sounds like a good bill. Um, yeah, yeah. One of them things that just makes sense. It, it just makes sense. It seems like it would be very easy. Uh, you know, it's going to. Not, it's probably going to. It's probably going to turn a lot of people off. You know, like if Samsung is making a washer dryer and they say, "Hey, we're going to put this in here so that you can tell it to start the load, right?" But it has to be able to hear you to know that, so it can record your voice. Well, you know, yeah. some people are going to say, "I'm not buying that." Some people are going to say, "I don't care." Right. Well, it's like, the fact that the fact that they're required to disclose it, and you know, it makes yeah, it, they can't they can't just sneak it in there on you, right? Right. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it happens. Like you don't want to think it does, but like all that stuff's made in mostly foreign countries. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of but manufacturing the, has left the United States for sure. What are they going to gain from it? You know, for your average Joe, like probably nothing at all. You know, but probably nothing. But still, pretty annoying. But if it, if it's something that you know, I know people that if they knew that their <laughs> stuff, if they knew their stuff could listen to them and record them, they would absolutely not buy it. Um, uh, well, I got a stupid. <laughs> we have Alexas scattered all over our house. So what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can I say? Do you? Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah, couple we have one in. Well, we have one in our kitchen and one in our bedroom. Like, and yeah, it's like. Jeff Bezos just got free reign on. Well, AI, let's not so. forget. Let's not forget that we also carry cell phones in our pocket every day. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that, Bill. Yep. I didn't know that. I didn't know this was capable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sue Apple for <laughs> not telling me that my phone could record. <laughs> Well, my Patriot of the Week, it's not a Patriot of the U.S., but this is a South Korean. Okay. Uh, so a woman has won a cycling event in South Korea, professional cycling event. Well, okay. it turns out this woman is actually a biological male. Yeah. Once again, I think I've done this before <laughs> with the <laughs> poker thing, but uh, I guess I'll u- use her proper pronouns. Na Hua Rin of South Korea is a trans, I don't, I don't even know how you say it, transgender woman, female, yep, born a biological male, won a professional cycling event in North Korea. He was at well, when he was a man, he was actually a really good cycler cyclist mm-hmm. he's like top but he decided you know he's going to transition to female personal choice whatever he ended up winning a women's event as a woman and he was uh you know his goal when he won you know he said he's not proud of himself at all and i feel you know other trans transgender athletes do not feel the same way and he he says trans people might not want to admit it, but they're being selfish by taking away. You know, he felt bad that he won. Take take well, she won. You know, he felt bad and he wanted to use this moment in the spotlight to put, let it be known that he thought there should be, you know, three different classifications. He didn't want he wanted to compete in transgender sports. Yeah. That was his message, and I, I and I agree with her. She, what you know, the transgender guy. <laughs> I don't know what to call him, but you know, he took that moment of spotlight, kind of to make. He won that tournament because he wanted to, you know, make a statement about. Hey, how he, I just he didn't feel good. I, I just did this to make a point, but don't <laughs> do what I've done because this is bullshit. <laughs> well, well, the thing is. Thank you, know, you for my check. I love the prize money. <laughs> this trans woman didn't have a choice. There's like no other. That's what once he she legally changed her biological sex to female. 
that's what they have to compete in at that point. There's no trans. No, no, no. Category. There's, there's nobody making them compete, period. Well, yeah. I mean, right. And, and it, if you feel that strongly about it, then don't compete. <laughs> well, right. Or, or, or compete and then turn down the prize. Like just, you know, uh, don't, don't accept the award. Don't accept the check. Just move on. Act like you weren't even there. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was good, like a good conversation to have other than just like these transgender women just winning everything in biological women can't compete. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know, but I thought it was a bold thing to do. I, I, I hear you, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Pro Trans. Yep. <laughs> After all that Bud Light bashing. Oh, no, I just man. want I want I want to be fair to women. Like, you know, and yeah. he, he didn't this guy's name I don't, I keep using the wrong pronoun, but you know, this <laughs> these trans people, I don't think some of them, you know, a lot of them are like clout chasing out for all the attention they can get. Yeah, not absolutely. not everyone's a you know. I'm not when I talk about trans in a bad way. I feel like it's bad when trans people take you know achievements away from biological women and vice right. versa. But right. it, it, it's you know in in athletics and other things too. You know, but that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I I get it. I just I think it's uh kind of crazy that you know this this person would go win the event and then standing on the podium be like this is bullshit that i'm here and just won this event. <laughs> but it is like he's pointing it out <laughs> right and he's trying yeah. to get you know them to just start a different category you know yeah it's a different gender like they're not women they're they're not i think, they're... I think that they should let women opt to to compete in men's sports wherever right so if you have a if you have you know uh we talked about britney griner if she wanted to play in the nba rather than the wnba let her if she can do it do it and i think that you should not let transgender men transitioning to be to women they should not be allowed to play in women they should have to play against men. Yeah. I mean, I, I just <laughs> I just think if this transgender thing is gonna be more and more prevalent, that there just needs to be a separate category. They can have their own league and show or whatever. It's just because it's just not there's no way to make it fair. There's just no market for that. Nobody wants to watch that. <laughs> well, it's that yeah, I mean, then whatever. So <laughs> you're right. It's like hard enough to get like sanctioned events as for it women. is for women. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. That's, that's the real problem. But anyways, yeah. you want to lead the real talk? Sure. You picked um, it this week. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about honesty. Uh, you know, kind of when we started doing this, uh, this is one that I've actually had on my list 
uh, for oh. a while for when we don't have anything <laughs> for, like, I'm not all it, jazzed up. Well, yeah. When something. there's like nothing, nothing in our lives going on that we like want to talk about as a real talk. Right. So I've actually had this on there for months to talk about. Um, it's just kind of a, it's a good one. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a core pillar of my life, right. Where, um, when I, whenever I'm faced with a decision, um, faced with the challenge, it's one of the things that I always go back to is uh, honesty. I feel like it's gotten me to where I am today because of, you know, it helps me to build my relationships with other people uh, to make, you know, friends um, to, to to build these strong relationships, you know, with my coworkers and with my, my wife and my kids and um, just being honest and, you know, saying what you mean and meaning what you say. um, I think, I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it starts at home, right? I mean, it does. It does. <laughs> um, you know, for me, it, it absolutely started at home. You know, we, I've talked about my mom previously. Uh, this is one of the things that she instilled at me at a young age is it's okay to make mistakes. You're, it'll be okay if you did something wrong, be mm-hmm. honest about it, own up to it and, and, and admit, admit it. We'll make it work. Um, yeah. Having that kind of uh, foundation uh, certainly helps you. And then as you go out and you know, you're honest and you can confidently be honest, it helps you build that confidence in, in your, you know, in your decisions, in your actions. Yeah. And it really helps you, helps you kind of stay on the right path. Right. I mean, and it's all, I think you hit a real important point there about, you know, how your mom, tried to instill honesty in you as a very important pillar. Um, Mm -hmm. And that that's great. And and we, as parents, I mean, that's important to do that for your kids because it is a huge thing. That's going to help them so much in life. If you, you know, even the little, I, (laughs) I mean, I grew up around some people that tried to tell me, you know, a lot of times how, little white lies are okay and stuff like that well mm-hmm. actually i, I kind of had to learn on my own that they're not and every time you try to not be honest i you can see it examples you, you know you see people m- make these white lies and you yep. see how they work out and when you're young and impressionable you might say yeah you know might be the easier route to just you know tell a little yeah. white lie you know try to slide one by the wife <laughs> and, you know yeah. go catch a i don't know like the little white even the little things right to me i don't lie about them like it's not right. worth it to me i don't care i'm right. i live in such alignment you know if you're truly honest it's just better your conscience is clear like we've talked about this before like you only have so much energy like remembering yeah. all your little <laughs> bullshit white lies all the time like you get it's like it's exhausting i see people get totally is. consumed and then it, it's so you, it's so hard to keep track of everything <laughs> it is and <laughs> luckily for me and sounds like you too like i mean it's probably why we got along <laughs> as yeah. we were friends as kids right. uh, it takes a lot of energy to not be honest <laughs> it, it just does it's a it waste does. of your it's a waste of your energy and you only have so much 
I feel like I'm saying the same things over and over again, but it's all, it's all about alignment. It, it has, yeah. it's a, it's a big pillar. Honesty yeah. is a big pillar. It is of being any type of successful. You're any, any definition of it at all. And, you know, you got to be honest with your spouse. Like anything, like I don't, I'm completely honest with Jess about everything I do all the time. And, I'm not going to act like that's always been easy because sometimes it's hard. Like sometimes it would be easier to just tell the little white lie (laughs) and go do the thing you want that, you know, to avoid conflict. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, she's going to be a little ticked that you're doing something she doesn't think is important, but it's important. You know, your partner understands everything that's important to you from, you know, the get go before you get married. Like, you got to start being honest with your spouse way before you get married or it's way they're not going to, they're, they're, they're not going to know the real you. <laughs> right. And and that's not good for anybody, right? That's, that's unfair to them. And it's unfair to you. Um, you, you just, you're selling them something that's not real. And uh, it's, it's, it, it's mm-hmm. going to fall down at some point. Right. So, you know, I, I always think of it as kind of like uh, you got a house made of bricks, right? And every time you tell a white lie, you're just taking one brick out. So taking that one brick out, you're still going to have a house, right? <laughs> but if you take if you take enough of those bricks out, eventually that house is going to fall down. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that just it, it compounds. Every time you tell a lie, it's going to be a little bit bigger because it has to cover the last one, right? And yeah. And eventually it's not a little lie anymore. It's, it's completely fabricated and it's complete. It's, it's harmful at that point. And eventually if you get good enough at lying, you'll, you're going to start lying to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the other th- person you need to be honest with is yourself. Is yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's a toughest one of all, right? It's hard. Yep. It is hard. Mm-hmm. And it, when you lie to yourself, what's that do? It kills it's just, your own. It's, it, it's, yeah. destroys you from within. It kills it your does. own confidence. When you don't keep the yeah. promises you even make to yourself, yep. how does how does that make a man feel? You feel like a fucking loser. Like you, you when you when you say <laughs> when you say you want to do, Boy, you, do. you say, uh, you know, I want to get up. You know, you make a plan, you have all these plans and you get up, you like set your alarm for 5 a.m. to go to the gym, you hit snooze, you don't do it. And you just broke a promise with yourself. Like mm-hmm. you, you were, you know, you feel like shit when you break promises and yeah. you're not honest. And yeah, it's it, like, it just, it's uh, like, break, it's like breaking a promise to your kid, right? Hey, I'm going to take you to see this movie or to, to go to this ball game or go to the pool or whatever. And yeah. then you just, you just don't show up. You don't do it. Uh, you know, it's the yeah. same thing doing to yourself, right? If you, yeah, if you're going to want to be, you know, the best version of yourself, I mean, honesty is a yeah. huge, huge, very good tool. And then, uh, you know, when you, when you get into work, if you're, if everybody knows you're, you know, how so, some people get, they're always wanting to, they'll say anything they can to get a leg up against their colleagues mm. and people, men get catty at work, men and women. <laughs> I'm in a male dominated field, mm. right? I think you are too. I am. In yeah. the steel industry. But, there are women around, but it's male dominated for sure. 
I mean, people see uh, if you are honest all the time, people can see that. I mean, honesty yeah. has like a smell, right? It's like it really does. easy to tell when someone is completely transparent and honest all the time. And that's right. that's going to gain you so much more. Like there's it's it's mm-hmm. even the slightest hesitation in speech or not it's so easy to tell when people are not being honest and even mm-hmm. if you think you're a good liar you're not you're not uh, somebody knows the, yeah. somebody knows the person that's the next pace like you're going to be found out eventually maybe not in that yeah. moment it might help short term but if you want to yeah long term i promise you being honest and i'm not saying like you know to vomit information all the time that's like unasked for honest like that's dumb right <laughs> but like yeah. when when you're presented with a situation where somebody wants your honest take on something to give it to them not not because of feelings or sh- trying to make yourself looking better than somebody or you fucked up and you're not wanting to own something it'd be easier to throw somebody else under the bus like Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the extreme ownership aspect of things, and people respect that. Yeah, it's not. Absolutely. It's not. It's not always easy to do. No, it's it's often very difficult. But like you said, I think you nailed it. You you earn people's respect. Uh, you build the you build that trust. You earn their respect, and uh, the next time that they are forced to, uh, you know, they're they're forced with some challenge, they're going to come to you for help because. Uh, yeah. you know, they, they know that they can trust you and they can rely on you to at least give them your honest opinion. Right. Yeah. Without ulterior motives, uh, right. Affecting what your response is to their <laughs> honest question. Right. You know? and, and then eventually you'll realize like, not you, not you being honest, can't hurt you. It can only help you. Mm, right. It, it truly at, at the end thinking end game, but I think it's a good topic. I mean, it's a really important thing. And, for all you young parents listening to this or even in any other situation, it, I think it's really important to instill that mm-hmm. into your kids. The hardest part for me instilling it in my kids is when they do something wrong and I'm telling them, you have to, you have to tell me, you have to be honest. <laughs> and then they tell me and they're honest. It's hard for me to not get mad because of whatever it was that they did. I have to take a deep breath, calm myself, and remember they're being honest with me. So don't get mad, but still let them know that, you know, thank you for telling me the truth. You did the right thing by telling me the truth, but you did the wrong thing first. So <laughs> let's not do that again. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very much a, uh, I always tell them, if you, if you do something wrong, you're, you know, you're going to get in trouble, uh, whether you're going to get a spanking or you're going to get in timeout, whatever it is. But if you lie about it, the punishment gets doubled. Yeah. So you have to you get two spankings. You're in timeout twice as long. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And it just translates, it's like a metaphor for adulthood too. That right it there. Is. At the it simple- is. <laughs> it's it's, it's that want, simple. You want one spanking or two. <laughs> yeah. Like and your spanking is like it just weighs on you. Like Mm-hmm. dishonesty weighs on you 
take it it's, it's it's stealing your energy it does yep the other note that i had on this topic was uh if you feel that you need to lie if you're in a position where you feel that you need to lie uh or try to deceive somebody you're probably doing something wrong if yeah. you're not proud of, if you're not proud of what you're doing there's probably a reason for that and it's a lot easier to uh to own it your your actions and um uh, and be yeah. honest about them and and you know you, you should be wanting to in most cases you should be wanting to tell everybody how great what you did is right wow. and you should be wanting wanting to be to be honest about how things went uh Whoa. So if you're if, if you're not in that situation, you're probably doing something you shouldn't be. Well, the the moment you begin to be honest, even if you did something bad, is the exact moment you're able to move on. You know. Yeah. yeah people, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. First, people fuck, the first step. People admitting, fuck up. Right? People fuck up all the time. Like all you're time. gonna fuck up. Like yep. You're not gonna be perfect all the time, and but the moment you can be honest about your fuck ups. It, it, then you start moving on like immediately. You can start fixing them, yeah. Right. I think it was a good topic, Jake, and I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. Yeah. Good talk. Uh, current events. Did you have anything I did not wanted to talk about? <laughs> Nothing. I threw some stuff in the notes, but I didn't yeah. get t- too invested in it. <laughs> We have U.S. cluster munitions were sent to Ukraine this week. Okay. And um, some of my people, you know, kind of in the defense industry that I know were posting about this and how it's not a good idea. We sent a lot of things, and I think the Biden administration was touting it as like, you know, hey, look, we're giving Ukraine support kind of thing. Like, look, like this is mm-hmm. good, but... It's kind of like outdated technology. Uh, mm-hmm. There are these big widespread cluster bombs that like they they hit the ground and they, if they don't detonate, they they turn into basically, you know, landmines. ID, yeah, landmines, like IEDs, right? I saw that happen this week. We're sending a lot of that crap. I saw the, I think the, the, is either some one of our military branches reserves were like activated, you know, ready to deploy to Europe for this war. It's it's heating up. Like it's heating up. This week a lot. I mean, stuff like that. Um <laughs> I don't know. What else do you want to talk? There was <laughs> <laughs> what I throw in here. Uh two thousand <laughs> Pedophiles and sexual offenders set to be chemically castrated. Uh, I, I don't think that's in the U.S. though, right? Not in the U.S., but um, in other countries like Russia, uh, Indonesia, and Kazakhstan. Dude, I, I, I'm all about. I saw that headline and I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> can we do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like we don't scare pedophiles enough. Like the the crime, like ooh, I'm gonna have to put my name on a website. (laughs) You know, what is it? Crime. The crime doesn't fit the punishment. 
Yeah, like if you tell a guy, like, yeah, you have sex with a kid, we will chop your balls off. Maybe they won't do it. Like, you'll never get to have sexual anything feelings again. Let's just chop yeah. the dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> like, then maybe they wouldn't want to do it. Then they can just fantasize about it or whatever the hell they want to do, but they don't actually follow through with their yeah. fucked up perversions, right? Yeah. I don't know. I saw that one and get all got all fired up. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's definitely uh especially, you know, having young kids yourself, that's gonna be near and dear to your heart, right? Um right. It's, it's I, I think the problem is uh, you know, you you said that you saw a headline on it and that's kind of the problem with all media these days is that you see a headline meant to get that sort of anger, that sort of emotion in you (laughs) so that you, so you go on your podcast and yell and scream (laughs) about it. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. doesn't do anything, but I, I did see a lot of talk about the sound of freedom movie this week yeah me too that that was all over the internet and it's like it's crazy to me i didn't think this was gonna happen did have you seen that movie yet no are, are you planning on it i'm just wondering i probably will at some point um it'll probably be a little bit but busy man yeah right it's not, it's not exactly a movie that you take your kids to see right uh i no, definitely not at our age <laughs> I, it's i think it's pg-13 I actually had somebody ask me, reached out and asked me about it because they knew I saw Sound of Freedom. They listened to the podcast, right? They said, should I take my kids? They're seven and nine. And I was like, man. That's a little heavy for Gary's Gary's almost seven. That's that's a heavy topic for him. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, it's rated PG. What I said is, you know, it's rated PG-13. Like, but I think 13 would be a suitable age. And that's what, you know. The, I don't know who that it's rated that for a reason, right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, seven to nine, it's like let the kids be kids, kind of right. Like you have those talks, like the stranger danger, sure. You know, people are going to kidnap you, whatever. I don't know. You don't want to like terrorize your kid, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I thought. And I, what I ended up eventually telling the person is like, um, every kid's a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. a, not a little bit different, a lot, different. A lot uh, different. I'd say watch the movie yourself and then decide. You know, yeah. I, I couldn't give that call. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not for me to parent your kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I, it, it, what's crazy to me and I didn't expect is it seems like when you get on social media, it's really been politicized. Like yeah. I see a lot oh, of, yeah. I have liberal friends and Republican friends, and it seems like not so much the, all the Republicans are like, yeah, go see this movie, blah blah blah, and like I see all these libs now like hating on it, like memeing about it, and like straight up mm-hmm. making fun of it. it it's kind of crazy to me. Like it is, could make fun of this subject. I mean, it's a very serious. I, you haven't seen the movie, but. There's nothing funny about it. It I doesn't mean, sound like there would be. <laughs> yeah. It's a heavy it's a heavy yeah. topic. I, I don't know. Like yeah. I saw some the Rolling Stones put an article out like Sound of Freedom is made for 
conservative dads with brain worms. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the title on the Rolling Stone. <laughs> That's crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think it's good to be aware of things that are happening. It's a $150 billion industry. Yeah. It's crazy. It's happening. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And I don't, you know, I don't know if watching the movie is going to do anything other than spread awareness, but it's good to spread awareness. And uh, you got Operation Underground Railroad that you can support and yep. supporting the movie is going to support that. So I'd say just do it, but teach their own. Yeah. I don't see how you can make that movie a negative thing. Yeah. Oh. That's all I got on my current event ramblings, rants. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, I'm finished. <laughs> if, uh, if you're ready for what the crap, we're actually at a really good transition point. A nice segue for this story. <laughs> okay. uh, so Thursday night, 9.30 p.m. in Hoover, Alabama, a woman, 25 years old, uh, her name is Carly Nicole Russell. She called the police and said, hey, there's a toddler walking on the interstate over on I-95 over here in Hoover. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she stops her car. She gets out to go, like, check on a the toddler. Kid. A toddler. Like What age couple, is a toddler? Like, well, we don't know. Okay. Uh, at this point. But she says a toddler. I would say, I would say me thinking a toddler is like two, three years old, right? Can't be more than three, you know? All right. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking my four-year-old, he's a giant and he's like a little kid. I think but, you're right. Yeah. Right, at, right in that age range, right? Two, three, four. They got to be able to walk and like walk enough to be on the interstate, right? Jeez. So anyway, she goes to help the kid um, and she's she's on the phone with the police, but she's also on the phone with her sister-in-law and her sister-in-law says that she heard screaming. Carly screamed. And then the phone went silent. The police show up and Carly's nowhere to be seen. Her car, her belongings, her phone laying on the ground. Everything's right there. Yeah. But she's she's missing and there's no toddler. So the family is thinking clearly the toddler was bait to get her out of her car to go check on him. And then there was somebody there to abduct her as soon as they did. Uh, the police are offering twenty five thousand dollars for any information leading to Carly's return. She's still missing. What the crap? heavy what the crap but <laughs> heavy what the crap man. dude it's it's real it's real life man i've had a friend I, I don't know i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before you know his wife was followed you know in a grocery store local mm -hmm. yeah um they followed her around through the aisles to the point she got very uncomfortable multiple people and then you know she got the kroger people to walk her out to her car and they mm -hmm. continued she got in her car and she noticed they're following her in the vehicle 
That's crazy. Uh, and she noticed that she was aware enough that she noticed they were following her. She drove straight to the police station, and that's when mm-hmm. they stopped following her. Yeah. Uh, there's another instance in our town within the last few years. There's attempted deduction at the Bob Evans parking lot. Uh, no, not very many people know about this, but the woman mm. fought them off and she got away. Wow. Like it, it happens. It and does. you want to think it won't happen out in public. Like you're safe in public if there's other eyes on you. But guess what? That's not true. It can happen mm. in a flash. A mm. flash. And it's a real thing. And it just needs to be in a little bit. I'm not saying you need to live in terror, but you need to think about it when you're getting out of your car. Like, you know, and you're normal. I mean, that, that your story is really bad, but in your normal life, you know, even if you're just getting out in a parking lot, if, if it, whatever it takes to be safe, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, a woman with your kids, just park, you know, Park at the end of the row where you're not cramped in next to a bunch of sketchy cars yeah. with people in them. Just don't don't park there. Don't park by a bunch of sketch people. You know, mm-hmm. be aware. Be a little bit aware. Yep. My what the crap? I almost picked a chess controversy, but I didn't. But I kind of wanted to. Did you see that? Um, it was Magnus Carlson. Yeah, he's like the he's like the world chess champion. He's the best, right? He's the world chess yeah. champion, like reigning, yeah. defending. He's like the Joey Chestnut of chess. Of chess, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, well put. There was like a cheating controversy in chess, and that I kind of thought about that because you invited me to play on chess.com, and I don't know the logarithm must have. Our phones must have been listening to <laughs> us yeah. talking or something because I started seeing a Dude. bunch of che- a bunch of chess shit. Uh, I've been playing a lot of chess, and you need to get on chess.com and play against me. Dude, I know you. But here's the thing: I know you cheat. I know you're a cheater. No, I swear I don't cheat. I don't have fucking time to cheat. Are you kidding me? I remember. I remember words with friends days. You remember words with friends? That was like ten years ago. Did you ever cheat on words with friends? Maybe a time. Be, or two. be be honest. <laughs> <laughs> a time or two. Well, I knew that you were cheating, so I cheated against you. I didn't even know cheating was possible until you started cheating, and you started. Play- you just—I think you were cheating for a while, but then you just started deciding to just throw it in my face because you were these <laughs> words that there was no. F- absolute fucking way you knew were possible <laughs> like for a while i think you did uh it's like a chess strategy these cheaters so when covid happened a lot of the chess tournaments like went online went online yeah and then that really opened the door for cheating obviously uh right. but they have really sophisticated systems to catch cheaters like mm-hmm. it's a really complicated rabbit hole um but anyways i forget what i was gonna where the hell was i going there i was gonna use that uh chat i thought it was too long-winded to explain yeah basically chat uh the way that they use it is they they know these players they know their styles and there's a bunch of different 
styles that you play with based on, um, you know, your openings and, and things like that. Um, so the, the moves that certain <laughs> players make may be uncharacteristic if they're cheating, right? Because they have what the algorithms say are the best move to make. And then they have what, you know, what they think are the best move to make. Um, and if they're using the algorithms moves, clearly they're cheating, uh, especially if they're doing it time and time again. Right. You have it down pretty good. And there's like a, the easiest way there's easy ways to catch them, but you know, it's like the easiest way to catch them is a crappy player getting really good, really fast. Like so, right. <laughs> that's right. impossible. Cause like chess is like a trackable progression. Like, Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't become a grandmaster in chess overnight, right? I mean, no. um, things like that. There, there's tons of ways to catch these online chess cheaters. Uh, yeah. But anyways, weren't you saying you were going to use it? I brought this so, up, and you said yeah. that's old news. That's way old news. Uh, this Dude, this <laughs> happened... Um, this whole controversy happened probably around the time we started the podcast. It was like last year. Um, I guess. And, and basically they, uh, they were in this big tournament and Magnus lost and everybody's like, Whoa, how, how did he lose? Um, and then he, he said, well, clearly the guy's cheating. Uh, so then they were, they were facing each other in another tournament a couple weeks later and, uh, Magnus refused to play him. He just resigned immediately without even yeah. making a move. Um, you know, it's just kind of been going back and forth. But you said that the report came out this week of how they found uh, him. Yeah, the report came out, and they uh, the guy who was uh, accused of cheating filed a lawsuit against Magnus and Chess.com, a hundred million dollar lawsuit because Chess is like a big deal at the top top mm. tippy top level oh uh, yeah but he had a hundred million dollar lawsuit going report came out and the uh whatever prosecutor the the case got dropped they didn't oh. bring it to court. yeah that that's the news on that okay yeah but yeah that wasn't even at the same time there was this whole elaborate scandal going on where people were using vibrators um, that I you saw like that control with your cell phone, right? <laughs> to and cheat in like person. To cheat in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So they were that accusing people. That was the what the crap I was going to do back at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They were, I saw this on Reddit. They're like accusing people of cheating like in the in-person tournaments. Yeah. Uh, of having like uh, vibrators shoved up their asses and stuff. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> so they could cheat with Mer- Morse code or something. Right? I, <laughs> was I was watching. Uh, I was watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia today, and they had an episode where Frank was uh, playing chess <laughs> against a grandmaster Russian champion. You know, and they were using that system <laughs> uh, in order to tell him what to do. But then they were controlling it with their phone, and they start fighting over the phone. And it breaks and it just goes uh, full blast and they can't turn it off. <laughs> so he's got the vibrator on, but it's going full blast. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scandal. Yeah. Anyways. So get on chess.com, play me. I don't have time to cheat. I don't. Are you I'm honest not, now? I'm not, in, 
I'm not good enough to cheat anyway. I'd love to play you in person. Let's do it. When? Uh, I would to love to house. do that. Come up, come right now. I got a chessboard. All right, let's go. I'd love to play chess because <laughs> here's the thing. I grew up so poor. We didn't have cable. <laughs> so you had to play chess. And me and Clayton, I think I might have mentioned this in the poor episode. <laughs> we played chess because that's all we had to do at, at yeah. nights when it got dark and we were little kids with way too much energy and we wanted to stay up late. We didn't have cable and you could only run around the neighborhood so much. And our grandma and you didn't want to wrestle Clayton. And our yeah, I mean, eventually, <laughs> eventually, me and Clayton got to the point. Our grandma bought us a chessboard, chess and checkers combo, right? Yeah. So we played checkers. It gets boring, and then you kind of mature. Your brain grows up, and you start playing chess, and it actually is fun. So yeah. I, I I like know the rules. I'm not super good. So uh, most people most people that um, played as a kid but don't play now don't actually know the rules i know the rules <laughs> okay so come on up and let's play yeah that'd be fun uh, so i always played checkers as a kid um but then i taught gary how to play chess and it got to the point where i was not a good chess player i just knew the rules how the pieces move and that was it i didn't know any strategy um oh, you so got strategy so so Gary got to the point very quickly that he was able to, he was as good <laughs> as I was. And I was like, I was like forcing stalemates just to, just so I wouldn't lose to him. And uh, that was when oh I was like, okay, I need to learn how to play chess. And so I just started playing chess a lot. I mean, uh, chess.com. And now I'm pretty good. Okay. I'm okay. We'll see. I'm, I'm Okay. I'm I'm all right. I know so, how to so play. People who are good at chess will usually beat me. People who know how to play but aren't very good, I'll smoke them. All right, I'm let's that, go. I'm, I'm right there. I'm not playing you on chess.com. Okay, play me in play me in real life, and you then are, we'll play on. I on am Magnus. I am Magnus, and you are a known <laughs> cheater. That's what you think. I don't trust you on stuff like that. I don't you, know why you wouldn't. Because you've done it to me before. You've done it to me before. After you taught me how to do it, you, I didn't even know you could <laughs> cheat at words with friends. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, didn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, mm-hmm. we'll see. This We can make this anyway, a big event. We could. Anyways, let's do it. Let's do a TPP chess tournament <laughs> on chess.com. Like on our chess.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't trust. <laughs> and neither does Magnus Carlson. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, my, my other what the crap is a California man. Uh, he's. He had a startup company in in Fresno, California. He's a 66-year-old man. Ray Brewer started a company, and he ran it from 2014 to 2019, in which he claimed to be building 
uh, anaerobic digester at dairies in California where he would turn uh, cow manure, you know, into methane, which would, you know, then become renewable energy mm-hmm. that could be sold to harvest the methane from cow shit. Big California green energy technology, right? Yep. Um, so he has started a company to do that for the last five years. And he's been taking on investors and building the company and all this. Uh, actually, turns out the company's total bullshit. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shocker, right? <laughs> um, he'd been scamming investors for years, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Uh, people would find him out and he'd just, you know, get the next guy and you know, give the other guy the money he got from the next guy to keep his scheme going. He kept it running for five years. You know, he went as far as to forge lease agreements with dairy owners to show, you know, these he's he's preying on investors, right? Over and over and over again. And then when mm-hmm. people finally do find him out and want progress, he just pays him off with his new victims. Uh he kept that going for six years. Uh he finally got sentenced to prison. He was sentenced to six years and nine months in prison. That's it. But all the investors are kind of just out of their money. <laughs> it's crazy the lengths people go to. Yeah, it is nuts. That's my I mean, it, so- it sounds like uh, a pretty fitting topic for uh, our real talk. Like, dude, just be, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go to jail. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you got to be aware too. I, I've, I think I've told this, I've mentioned this story before. I don't know what episode. Like, people will scam you, like in real mm-hmm. life, and treat you oh, like, yeah. like they will go to great lengths. It's crazy the lengths that people yeah. will go to. They will come You're to like- your home. They'll buy you dinner. They will. They're scam artists out there, like in real life. It's, I mean, you get the one on the phone every day calling you, like from India out of the call shop. Like, like that's yep. the easy scammer to detect. But yeah, every once in a while, you will come across the scammer in real life. They exist. You oh, know? yeah. Con artists, man. A sucker's born every day. Like, you can't trust nobody. My wife, like, gets on me all the time. She, like, thinks I'm ultra paranoid and don't trust anybody but it's like kind of like you got kind of like our real talk today you like, got to prove to me that you're an honest person because right uh i've been build that relationship unfortunately i've been conditioned to you know not trust not believe anybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean which, which is, is why you won't play me on chess.com <laughs> which is a, <laughs> yeah maybe i am just a broken human being <laughs> well i'm sorry for putting you through that emotional trauma of words with friends <laughs> i don't trust you in online gaming <laughs> situation but you can easily cheat on an online chess game so That's- I've actually gotten the way chess.com works is they have a rating system where they match you up with a similar rated player, right? So if you if you win the match, you get more points. If you lose the match, you lose points. And I've actually had it pop up a couple times and tell me that one of the players that I played against um, was using uh, 
cheating technology. He was cheating. So they gave me my points back for that loss. Oh, it, was really? like weeks, it was like weeks later. No way. Yeah. So if I, he, so if I was cheating, they would have taken all my points and shut my account down. So you've turned over, you've turned over a new leaf, huh? Well, chess is a little bit more uh, prestigious than words with friends. So <laughs> it's a gentleman's I, game. I love, I love words with friends. I thought that was a gentleman's game. But. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that that guy. Back to the fuck, to the what the <laughs> crap. Uh, that guy, you know, he ended up getting caught. <laughs> it's funny because when crap started to hit the fan, and he really knew he was had no way out, was in deep trouble. He fled to uh, Montana, um, <laughs> and tried to assume a new identity, like all on his own, like. He fleed California, went to middle mm-hmm. of BFE Montana, and tried to live a new life. And uh, the uh, U.S. Marshals ended up hunting him down, and now he's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oh well, probably right. a good place for him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back out. Like, what was that? Um, there was like a big. Uh, uh, de- Netflix documentaries like Firefest. Yeah, that dude's out too. He's trying to make another Firefest. No. <laughs> oh, what's his name? Um, I was like Billy. Something. Billy. Billy McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of reminds me of Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Seth, Seth. that's Seth McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's out already. He's scam. He's like such I'm a pretty sure. Oh, he's he's scamming again for sure, right? Dude, I just said he's trying to make another Firefest too. <laughs> well, Firefest one was supposed to be real, right? What was Firefest? I like to forget. So Firefest was a. Uh, it was like this big uh, influencer. Mecca oh, yeah. where they were gonna they're gonna have this big music festival. Oh um, yeah. He tried know, to make Burning Man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on this like private island, um, super uh like influencer friendly. It's gonna you're gonna be able to get all your Instagram pictures and like <laughs> everybody's gonna know you were at Firefest and you were like the coolest person ever. <laughs> they show they show up and they just have like these little tents and <laughs> Uh, there's, there's no, no music. There's no, uh, like hardly any food. There's like hardly any water. And all these people are just kind of stuck on this Island. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they paid a crap ton of money to like a live shit in ton of money to basically yeah. live in like a hostage, uh, in camp encampment. Like that's basically <laughs> what it was Yeah, on a random Island in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that stuff. was it that was it so That's yeah he, he is he's out and he he got out in uh march of 2002 so he's been out over a year yeah but it served, wasn't just firefest like if you watch the documentary like he was a scammer in every aspect, oh yeah every nook oh, and yeah. turn there is many other schemes he'd ran he had he had his own credit card that he would uh you know, he was trying to get people to sign up for and all that. Yeah, he was a piece of work for sure. He just loves gaming people. Yep. <laughs> just 
It, it, yeah. Like, <laughs> anyways, you want to get a Firefest 2? <laughs> Where's it at? I don't know, but we should go there and uh, promote the podcast. Firefest 2. Let me look this up. It is. <laughs> this is announced. Oh, it's not Firefest 2. It's Firefest 1.5. Broadway. <laughs> Broadway musical. Oh, nice! That sounds right. like they're. That sounds like a musical uh, that somebody is like making fun of Firefest. Are right. those the South Park guys putting that on? I don't know, man. We'll do an update later. His right, his, Wiki, his his Wikipedia page says it's titled Billy McFarlane, and then in parentheses it says fraudster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Good stuff. Let's. It's time to get out of what the crap mode. <laughs> okay, that was a fun. That was a great ride, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good stuff. Um, first up, I've got Larry Nasser. I'm sure you're familiar with Larry Nasser. Uh, for yeah. those who are not, he was the team doctor uh, for Michigan State sports and uh, the U.S. Olympic. Uh, primarily the gymnasts for the U.S. Olympics uh, team. Yeah. Uh, the problem is he was convicted back in 2017 of uh, molesting and raping his patients over several decades. Um, really just total scumbag, not a good guy. Um, yeah. He was sentenced to over 360 years in prison for all of his different crimes. Uh, well, this week he was stabbed. Uh, yeah. so he's in serving in pri- time in prison. He's in Florida at a max security prison and a, uh, fellow inmate. His name is Shane McMillan, um, claims that they were watching Wimbledon together and Larry Nasser starts making comments about the women that are playing in the tennis tournament. And so he stabs him multiple times in the neck, in the back, and in the chest. Um, Shane McMillan, is uh, he was a meth dealer uh, that was sentenced back in 2002. And since then, he has had multiple attacks on different guards and inmates at just about every prison he's been to. So he's set to get out in 2046, but that's probably going to get extended now that he's stabbed Larry Nasser. Um. So yeah, um, Larry Nasser is in stable condition now. It sounds like he's going to make it, but uh, that's unfortunate. Times that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, multiple multiple times in the neck, back, and chest. So the good news is, it sounds like Larry Nasser is not having a good time in prison. Yeah, that's good. That's great to hear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's great to hear. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I not I wish nothing but death upon him. Yeah, he's a total scumbag. Yeah, not a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, Chiefsaholic, we got an update. No way. They, they finally caught him. <laughs> oh, I thought he had been caught. No, they caught him this past week. I, I, what? Remember, he, so remember, he got caught, but then... Uh, he was on house arrest awaiting his trial. This is probably yeah. December, January timeframe. 
um, and he cut off his ankle bracelet and made a run for it. <laughs> so, I can't remember. <laughs> so he, he's been on the run for like the last six months. And oh my they, gosh. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. So they caught up to him last week. Um, no way. Yeah. Where they so, find him? California. <laughs> A little town called Lincoln, California. Uh, so for those of you who don't remember, Chief Saholic is the uh, Kansas City Chiefs super fan. Uh, he wears the wolf costume and uh, yeah. makes these big bets. He's got the big social media presence. He's on TV and everything like that, you know. Uh, and the fans were disappointed that he didn't show up to one of the games last year. And they found out that that's because he was uh, being held for his court date after getting caught robbing a bank in Oklahoma on his way to uh, from Kansas City to Houston for the, the Chiefs game. Um, right. So he's while he was being held there, uh, like I said, he, he got out. He was on house arrest. Uh, cut off his ankle monitor. He's been running for the last six months. They finally caught up to him. Well, wow. the FBI has also been working, uh, putting a, together a case on him uh, in that time frame. And it turns out that they had a uh, they had four other robberies and two attempted robberies that were completely unsolved until they ran his cell phone records and found out that. He was actually in those banks on the days and times of those robberies. Wow. This guy's <laughs> an animal, dude. So uh, I guess they've, they've solved those, uh, those cases. I um, didn't. So the, yeah. I did not expect the Cheatsaholic <laughs> update. I have to say. <laughs> I thought he was caught. They just, he wasn't caught. They just knew it was him. They, so they <laughs> they caught him. They caught him. But here in America, everybody gets their day in court, right? So while he was waiting on his day in court, he cut off his ankle monitor and made a break for it. I forgot. I totally forgot. So they linked him to four robberies, uh, mm -hmm. Nebraska, Iowa, Tennessee, and Oklahoma, and also two attempted robberies in Minnesota. That's crazy. Um, and they're claiming the FBI says that he uh, laundered his money. He would steal, steal the money from the banks, and then he would go to casinos and yeah. buy a, he'd buy a bunch of chips, you know, cash it all in in chips, and then go play a couple hands of blackjack or poker or whatever, and then cash out all the chips. So, you know, he'd he'd steal hundred thousand dollars, get a hundred thousand dollars worth of chips, play a couple hands of blackjack cash out a hundred and or ninety nine thousand dollars in chips right Freaking that's how he made, that's how he made his money like unreal yep yeah <laughs> what a what a crazy dude so yeah he's uh he's probably going to be going to jail for some time oh yeah i don't know i wonder how long we'll have an update Yep, I'm sure. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when he gets sentenced. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that Northwestern. No, oh. I got a few more. Northwestern. Nice. Uh, they made they made it official this week. They fired Pat Fitzgerald. Um, mm -hmm. As, as I said, as I said last week, they uh, you know he was accused of uh, promoting hazing in the locker room. Um, 
they reevaluated his, his suspension and they are going to uh, go ahead and move on from him. But the problem is that he's about the only guy uh, in Northwestern history that's had any sort of success in that football program. So uh, probably the only guy that wants to coach at Northwestern just about, well, <laughs> I don't know. They're saying coach O might want to make a return. No way. <laughs> I can't think of two schools or two, two groups more far apart, further apart than Northwestern and uh, coach O at Orgeron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not who, a good fit. They're saying, who is saying that? Who's they? That's, that's a headline I saw. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't. ESPN, ESPN reported it, but I, I it, don't think I don't think it's anybody's going to take that seriously. It That's doesn't. a bad fit. That's a bad. Nah, fit. Yeah, it but is. All, so all of his assistants, they named an interim head coach, and all of his assistants that were there get to stay. Um, which is kind of if if you're saying that your culture is yeah. bad. You still there? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. 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 I can hear you now. Okay. Good. Um, so if you're saying that your culture is bad, why would you leave all of your assistants in place too? Right. Like they're, they're just as guilty as he is. But Usually the, the, all the coach and all his staff, like they're like one, like, you right. Know, they like if the coach leaves, the rest of the staff usually goes with them, and vice versa. Right. You know, new coaches come in. At least, at least most, most of them do. Yeah. There's a core. There's usually a core. At least the core group that follows the head coach. I, I I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. It sounds like he stick a fork in him. Did any uh any more you know details of what happened come out or just you know? uh there yeah there it sounds from the from most of the reports and things that you see, it sounds pretty mild um, as far as hazing goes yeah. in the college locker room, but it's Northwestern, right? So. I, yeah, I guess. I mean. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, they were doing some kind of initiation things with the freshmen, um, something that was somewhat sexual, Um I mean, I doubt that they were like, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say anything too <laughs> colorful here, but uh, yeah, I doubt that they were doing anything too crazy, um, but it was more than what uh, was tolerated by the Northwestern uh, administration, right? Right. Uh, next up, we got Notre Dame quarterback. Uh, he's a sixth-year transfer quarterback from Wake Forest. His name's Sam Hartman. A what? Sixth uh, year? He he got a sixth year because everybody wow. because of COVID they he redshirted that got him five years and then uh, because of COVID everybody basically got a free year right so he's got a sixth year. Uh, he plays quarterback. Uh, okay. He threw for thirty-seven hundred yards and thirty-eight touchdowns. Uh, last year for eight, for Wake Forest, they went eight and five. That's a really good year for for Wake Forest. Um, so his name's Sam Hartman. Um, he is he transferred to Notre Dame. Um, now last year when he was at Wake Forest, back in August of 2022, um, he had a blood clot and he had to have surgery 
to remove a rib in order to uh, let the blood flow, you know, to lose, make more room for the blood vessel so that it wouldn't clot, right? Uh, I've, ne- so he got I've keep- n- yeah. I never know. heard of anything like that. Yep. I guess it's a medical procedure, but he, he only missed one game after that surgery. He what? Playing, he, took, he took one game off. They took a surgically removed a rib after a blood clot. Surgically removed a rib. He missed one game and then played the following week. That's, That's insane. Crazy. That's, <laughs> yeah. What? What a, what a psycho. Wow. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, he's, he got to keep the rib. They, they took the rib out to make more room for the blood vessels. He gets to keep the rib. He says it's like a little fossil. Um, and his mom is making it into a necklace for him. Wow. Yeah. So he's going to have a little rib necklace to wear around. I thought Damn. that was kind of a, I thought that was kind of, he says it's going to be like a shark tooth necklace, but with his rib. <laughs> I'm just like feeling my ribs. It must be one real high up. I thought those. Were- yeah. I don't know. How high, how high do your ribs go? I'm not a medical guy. Apparently close enough to your heart that it can complete blood flow in certain individuals. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, do you, would they consider your ribs like up on your chest? They run mm-hmm. right up to your sternum, dude. They, I guess they get smaller. They're like, real big in the middle. About I mean, I don't know. I Not an anatomy guy. Do they go all the way up? Like, is it kind of like all the way up or is it like solid here? Like, <laughs> you, you know ribs, what I mean? They go all the way up and then they meet in the sternum. Eventually right. it becomes one. But it starts out they're real short. From your sternum down, they're short, and then they get yeah. longer, longer, longer. And then at some point, you know, where your lungs get the biggest, about a few inches above your belly button, they're at their longest, and they get smaller again. It's like a big harp. It's like a, gotcha. you know. But yeah, they become solid at the sternum. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So I, I would think it'd be one of the upper ones. Yeah. That's, it must that's be, like real small. Yeah. Must not be very big. Yeah. Did, I can't believe that he he played like one week out. I know. Isn't that crazy? But yeah. yeah he, I mean, he had a great year. 3,700 yards and 38 touchdowns. That's Hey, you got to keep it going. You got to keep it for him, man. Can't stop over so, some lost ribs. <laughs> so he'll probably end up in the NFL after a year at Notre Dame. They'll probably yeah. lose, you know, four or five games this year, and that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Probably. Probably. Uh, last topic I had, um, your boy, Bob Huggins back in the news. <laughs> That's your boy. Yeah. He's definitely my boy. I thought he was yours too. Anyway. I mean, I did um, go to, Hug- I did go to Huggins camp. <laughs> Same. I, I, I don't know. Was he there? I don't know. I maybe saw him. I don't know. I don't know how that, you know, I was like 13. No, I think, I think that's the camp that he thought he was at when he was in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I went there, played shit ton of basketball. <laughs> he probably talked to us, you know, we're like we're his little cash cows, bunch of short white kids. Like, thanks for your money. <laughs> I hope you guys do good in your high school tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bob Huggins, of course, uh, he got that crazy DUI where he thought he was in Columbus, but he's in Pittsburgh. Uh he was let go e- e- from easy thing University of West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Here's the issue. They're saying that he resigned 
that he voluntarily uh, left West Virginia. And he's saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, I didn't. You fired me. Um, he's saying, I, I never quit. And since, since you never fired me and I never quit, I'm still, still the coach. You, you got to reinstate me right now. <laughs> yeah. So, the university says, uh, no, you met with your team. And then you emailed us and told us that uh, you were resigning. Like you're, we're moving on. You're not the coach. And so he's uh, sounds like he's going to file some legal action uh, to try to get his job back at that's the coach at West Virginia. He's not leaving. He's like think, the, the so. Wolf I think of, what? Yeah, I'm not leaving. Wolf the of Wolf Street. of Wall Street. Yeah. I think what happened was he he met with the team, and then he notified uh, you know the administration at the university that he was leaving. Um, but the whole time he was just hammered and he forgot about. It. Yeah. <laughs> he was just blacked out or something. Damn. That's sad yeah. to see you. That is sad. That sucks. He needs he's not living in reality. No, he needs to uh if he thinks he's gonna coach another game for West Virginia, <laughs> he it's time to <laughs> it's time to hang him up, coach. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh. oh well. Uh, is, so that means it's time. It's time for the Biden gaff with the Trump laugh. What's it gonna be? It is. Biden gaff. Not proud of it. I, I don't even know what to say about this. Did you see this week? He took a trip to, I think it was Finland. Is that correct? I have no idea. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was. I kind of want you to back me up up there. But um, yeah, dude, that like, sounds right. It was definitely Finland. You're right. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, so he got off the plane. Well, I actually I don't have a clip to play. Um, uh, I think he tripped going up the stairs, which is you know normal for his international travels. Uh, tripping going up and down Air Force One steps, like like I said in previous episodes, he needs like a little like a geriatric lift. Dude, they just wheel, wheelchair they to, wheelchair lift, yeah. Yeah, they need to just put him in a wheelchair. <laughs> then I he mean, can be like, let's be honest. Then he can be like the X Men guy and kind of seem cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm this badass, but I'm wheelchair bound, like Stephen Hawking, genius level <laughs> yeah. commander. <laughs> anyway, so he tripped and fell up and down the Air Force One. But then when he got to Finland, I'm sure everyone's seen this. He like some woman was holding a child in their arms and Biden goes up and he's like biting her shirt like rapidly. And then he gave like two or three seconds of some quick biting of the shirt to think like, ha ha, I'm funny old man. And then he like gave her a 
big sniff. It was awful. Did you see that video? I saw some of it, not all of it. But yeah, it's uh, kind of creepy. He's a he's a creepy, creepy dude. And his son's a crackhead. <laughs> and there's cocaine in the White House. Like <laughs> <laughs> the gaffs well, just don't end. Yeah, it's just bad, bad look. Man. Anyways. Well, you want you ready to put it back on the rails? <laughs> oh, you'd never ask. <laughs> Whoever walks in integrity, integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Proverbs ten nine. What's that mean? It means that so if you lie, then um, you'll end up being in trouble. But if you don't lie, then um, you won't get in any trouble. Yeah, you'll be safe, right? Yeah. Yep. Good job, buddy. Sounds like you got that one straightened out, man. Yep, he's got it. He he understands. Has for a long time. He's a good kid. Well, next time you guys get, you know, if you haven't performed well in the past with being honest and telling the truth to others and even yourself, uh, hopefully, you know, our message here today helps you guys a little bit, maybe a little reminder. Honesty is the way. It's not always easy. People might get mad and lash out at you for being honest. You might be villainized for being honest, you know, and like Jake said, that might just mean, you know, you're not in the right place. Uh, that's the show. Freedom home.